welcome to the 2019 Halloween special where we play Vampire the Masquerade for a month. Yeah! It's 100 degrees outside. It's 100 fucking degrees outside because we are not recording this. We are not recording this on Halloween. We are recording this in like July and it's it's a million fucking degrees and it sucks here. There are literally weather records being set all over the U.S. and mm-hmm. not in a good way. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be 95. I mean, where I am, you guys. Fuck are be this dead, dumb country. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this dumb climate change. Anyway, uh, but as for so far as our listeners know, it's Halloween, and it's probably a much more reasonable temperature. So, Vampire the Masquerade is a game that I've wanted to play since. Probably. It's been like several months that I've wanted to play this. I'm so excited to try this. We are going to be playing the quick start guide, uh, which is if anyone else wants to play it. Well, I mean, you're you're about to listen to it and there's like a pretty big plot twist like this. uh, So if you're if you're listening to it, I wouldn't recommend playing it. But you can DM your friends through it who haven't listened to this podcast. That would be fine. But it's free. It's available on the website of the uh, the company who makes the game, um, White Wolf or Modifius, I don't really know. I think one of Modifius owns White Wolf or White Wolf owns Modifius. I'm not sure how it works. Either way, the quick start guide is free. It's meant to give you a just a a brief glance into what the game is, how it works, the mechanics, and that's exactly what we need. So we are playing uh, each of us, including me, because there are only four of us in there. This game was made for five, but there are only four uh, four of us, so I'm going to have to play mm-hmm. a character. But we're each playing the pre-made characters that come with the quick start guide. And let's start uh, with introductions. And I want to start with Wana, because Wana is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Val here, and I'm playing Wana. Um, Wana Jones. and uh, AKA best character. <laughs> dislike <laughs> anyway I am a cat lady crazy cat lady some some might say I'm crazy I, I, I think of myself as a cat lady and uh, they, they, they they're all over the city and they talk with me sometimes and they'll actually do what I want them to do unlike others <laughs> Like these useless other people in my coterie. <laughs> uh, by the way, like my other my other friends, but yeah. Uh, coterie, uh, by the way, is like it's like the vampire equivalent of like D and D party. Now let's do Eileen. <laughs> Tell us about Eileen. Eileen, yes, Kay here playing Eileen, the hot bitch. Uh, <laughs> she is the artiste, uh, and that is her whole life view, like. Everything is, the world is her canvas. And just, you know, lately she's just been a little bored, you know, ever since she became a vampire. And, uh, bored for the last you know, 30 years. They were all turned in the 80s. It's yeah, been like 30 80s. years of boredom. Yeah, she's getting a little bored, you know. Um, she needs some inspo. And, you know, sometimes, she, like, she meets somebody who is, like, interesting, but, you know, mostly not. And, uh, she's got, like, mixed feelings about her party. Mostly she just hangs out with them because, you know, like, she They're would here. probably die of boredom if she didn't. Her party is definitely interesting. Um, I, in addition to being the storyteller, I'm going to be playing Charles, Charles Cruz. Uh, he's, a, he's a tool. Like, I'm not going to mince words. He's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> so, yeah, Charles, uh, he thinks of himself as, like, I guess like a knight in shining armor, except he's a vampire. And the arm, if the armor is shining, he's in sunlight, which means he's about to die very soon. Uh, his clan is Bruja because of course it is 
Um, he is in love with Eileen because, of course, he is. I'm uh, just that hot. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's pretty strong. Like I think he's probably one of the stronger characters, like <laughs> mechanics-wise. But it make it, he's it's made up for the fact that him being a complete dickhole. <laughs> uh, and finally, last and probably least as well, <laughs> let's talk about Paul. Fucking monsters, <laughs> y'all! Fucking monsters. Uh, well, Paul is. It's, he's very offended that we're going last, even in this, <laughs> this part of the story here, because Paul is the most important person in this entire fucking campaign. You have- mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Paul used to do like finance analytics, and uh, he sees patterns all the time, uh, and they are one hundred percent of the time one hundred percent accurate, and definitely not made up in correct. his mind. Mm-hmm. That is that is a true one hundred percent thing. He so. sees he sees visions, and on all the visions have to do with him for some reason. Yep, that's exactly what this, and they're always right, or at least they're often they're right enough, often enough that it's just annoying enough to be. Yeah, Paul is really uh, shitty. Paul is Malkavian. Uh, the some of the features of the clan Malkavian are that they are like oracles, and they they are seers, uh, and that's definitely like he definitely got all of the good parts of Malkavian. All his uh, his accuracies are very good and complete, and mm-hmm. not not yep. wrong and stupid. Never, uh, not, never wrong, ever. Uh, Charles is Bruja. I mentioned that Eileen is Toriador, uh, which is the clan for pretty people, for basic mm-hmm. bitches. Uh, oh, and Juana is best clan, clan Nosferatu. <laughs> uh, so they're all from different clans. They all have different sires, but they were all sired around the same time. And you all have a boss uh, named Sam Stokes. This uh, campaign, by the way, is I decided is set in New York City. Uh, it's set in the shitty part of New York City, though, not like the fancy Manhattan places. We're talking, like, f- closer to Jersey. Um, actually, no, let's set it in the Jersey burbs of New York City. There we go. Um, no! Yes, Why? Too, it's too late. So your boss, uh, she's not really your boss. Uh, you owe All of you owe her a boon because she helped you out when you were fledgling vampires. Uh, her name is Sam Stokes. She has sent you all to meet a contact in the uh, New Jersey, I guess technically, uh, the New Jersey police force, because there has been a string of murders. They look like they were done by vampires, which is not good. If a, if a vampire has been killing people, this obviously, that's a violation of the masquerade. The masquerade being uh, the, the, the longstanding tenant that mortals must not know that vampires exist. Uh, you obviously as a vampire, you're allowed to kill people, but you're not allowed to leave evidence that it was a vampire. Um, if it's a mortal that's doing this, that could draw attention to actual vampires. So that that's still bad. And if it's something else, well, you're going to have to find a way to stop that. What do we do with monsters? So the first scene begins. Uh, you are waiting for your contact. You have been Sam has told you that his name is Robert Weber. Uh, he's a detective. Uh, and he is one of the few people in the police force who knows about the existence of vampires, although he himself is mortal. Uh, he would have gone wherever you wanted to meet him. So where would you have asked to meet him? It would have to be obviously at night, but it could be anywhere. Like a seedy bar. A bar? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like seedy bars. <laughs> okay. It's a seedy one bar. Those, like, it's like dramatically seedy. You know what I'm saying? It's got yeah. a lot of dark corners. <laughs> a lot of dark corners, not very well populated. You're not entirely sure how they stay in business kind of bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> I just want to point out, we're just starting this and we literally just shoehorned ourselves into the, you meet in an inn. <laughs> <laughs> right, True. exactly. I left I mean, it up a- to you, so. 
I'm sorry, a library. Let's go to the fucking library. Do you think no, Eileen knows how to read? Come on. <laughs> she's too pretty Eileen's to read. too pretty. I know. She's like, no, well, reading is for, like, you know, ugly people. Val, if you wanted to go somewhere different, you gotta suggest something. Right. I'm just teasing. And yeah. um, I, well, we, should, we should probably actually mention about Wana. Uh, like I said, Wana is Clan Nosferatu. Uh, the, the distinguishing feature of Clan Nosferatu is that they're hideously deformed. Um, and so Wana wears... I like I it's up to you really but she usually covers her face somehow usually with I'm guessing it could be like a hoodie or she's like a a, a, a sewer dwelling rat person so she probably <laughs> prefers like rags or something but it's up to you uh, Val if how you want to cover her um I'll think of something and we can edit it in maybe there we go all right I, are you guys early or late to this meeting Paul is early <laughs> All right, and if Paul's Paul... sitting in a bar in a dark corner. <laughs> Wana is late. She was outside talking with a very nice tabby cat. Yeah, I would say probably Eileen is late too, just because you know you can't, you don't run in stilettos. So, well, you probably would have all left together. Um, yeah. And if Paul that doesn't mean we're inside on time, <laughs> that's true. Like I can imagine, like you all arrive at the bar at the same time, but then Wana's like, "Oh, it's a tabby," and then she immediately fucks off, and they're like, "Well, we're yeah, early like, anyway, so just leaves, yeah. just let her, <laughs> just let her go." Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. get her when when the detective arrives. So this bar, it is it's shitty. There's like a mm-hmm. a barely functioning jukebox in one corner that's uh, playing some tunes that were hip forty years ago. Um. <laughs> Like, even before you guys, before your guys' time, when you were alive. Uh, but Detective Robert Weber, uh, he is right on time. Uh, and you probably see him uh, enter, uh, Juana, as you are still petting this tabby cat out in the alley. Uh, so you probably that's, follow yeah, him probably inside. Maybe with the tabby cat. Who's going to tell you to stop? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, no, don't, don't, do not bring that in. I sh- it, should be, it should be mentioned that most animals naturally hate vampires, Really, the only exception uh, is with a character like Wana, who has uh, points in a discipline called animalism, uh, where she can talk to animals and converse with animals a little more easily. So she is the exception, not the norm. The The cat definitely, definitely hisses at the rest of you. <laughs> uh, so Robert Weber, uh, he is like a prototypical Jersey cop. He's got the Jersey accent. He's got this big, bushy mustache. Uh he looks tired, like he's perpetually tired, uh, and he has this uh, file under one arm. Uh, he looks very, very nervous. You can definitely tell that uh, he is mortal, he is alive, uh, and, you know, being nervous about this meeting is probably reasonable for a mortal. Uh, but he picks you out of the crowd immediately, Paul, uh, and he heads over to you and he says, Paul Clooney? Paul is wearing dark glasses inside. I would like to point out he has giant sunglasses on. I mean, it's um, already nightfall, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's no, he's sunglasses he's kind of inside cute. at night. Okay, in a very dark corner, he can't see very well. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks up and he goes, "Are you asking for me? Is your name Paul Clooney? <laughs> Who wants to know? Me? Well, okay, then obviously, sit down. yeah." <laughs> Uh, he sits down. Um, I imagine the rest of you join join him at the bar. Uh, Charles is probably sitting next to Paul. They're, I'd hesitate to call them, like, besties, but they're probably the closest of the two. They're closest between any of the other relationships. They're friends. But yes, um, Eileen and Juana both sit down. Juana with her kitty, uh, who does not <laughs> like the other vampires. Um, he says, alright, so I'll try to keep this brief. He sets the files down in front of you. He says, um, over the last week, 
there have been two deaths in various places throughout the city. Uh, one of them is Simon Drummer, and one of them is Carl Thrush. Uh, he says, the, um, the last one uh, was only killed two days ago. The bodies are in the morgue, but they haven't really been analyzed yet. We haven't even talked to the families. I've been holding off on the investigation because I know that uh, Sam wanted you guys to take the lead on this investigation, since it looks... It's it's not impossible that it's... And he kind of clears his throat nervously. You know, one of your kind. Mm-hmm. And he well, says... Well, we are the most competent in the city, so it's a good thing that you referred to, you referred to us. Eileen <laughs> just like rolls We're her eyes. We're certainly the like, most oh. confident. <laughs> uh, he says, I can answer uh, basic questions about them, but you should be able to find most of their information in the file. Um, you know, I'm leaving it up to you. When you know what you want me to do with the investigation, you know, how you want me to clean it up or investigate it normally, you know, whatever. I'll do, I'll follow your lead. After you've done your investigation, tell me what to do and I'll make sure that it gets seen through and I'll make sure any vampires are kept quiet. Paul leans forward and he like smiles and he goes, oh yes, yes, you certainly will follow our instructions. (laughs) (laughs) Wanna just like puts a head head in her hands like oh man come on holds the cat out in front of paul's face and the cat hisses (laughs) (laughs) oh the mummy (laughs) so tell us more about the nature of these uh humans did uh he says well they were both drained of blood so the first one uh simon drummer he was a college student kind of a jock he was found in a storm drain uh, but re- but there was some rainfall not long afterwards, and it made a mess of the crime scene. Uh, I don't know how much you're going to be able to get from his uh, from the scene. Uh, he was uh, early 20s. He was attending college in, it says another state, so I'm going to say, let's say Connecticut. Because <laughs> this far. is very hoity-toity. He was attending mm-hmm. college in Connecticut. Uh, you know, very, very all-American. Uh, and he says, now Carl Thrush... <laughs> doing it in jersey probably like i mean the only reason people come college kids come to jersey is to party probably to anyone Um, watching from jersey we are kind of sorry no i'm not sorry sorry. fuck new jersey Jersey is trash (laughs) i'm sorry for these people from virginia that have no have no taste don't out us jersey that are okay but it's not the part right it's not the part close to it's not the part close to nyc that part of new jersey blows I have a whole history. I have a whole thing about Jersey. We don't want to get into it. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, Carl. Yes. Uh, Carl. Victim number two, Carl Thrush. Um, so he he's like, as he's talking, he's like flipping through the files that he put on the table. And he says, now, before I got into homicide, I was in a narc. And I know a cooker when I see one. He says he lived with his parents, um, but made a surprising amount of money. Uh, he was in his mid-30s, uh, and listen, there's, there, there are a very limited number of reasons why a man who lives with his parents at, in his parents' basement in his 30s would make this much money. And, you know, you you can put together the rest of the, the information. And he slides the, uh, the files over to you, and he says, I've got, these files have the contact information from the parents, the morgue where you can find their bodies, uh, whatever, you, whatever you need to do. How, how, how do we get, we get into the morgue? Without uh, badges. He says, says, I mean, I don't know. The morgue is a separate jurisdiction. Maybe you can vampire your way in? I was saying, Mm. no. Paul laughs and he goes, that won't be a problem. 
<laughs> like nor like if if he if Robert Weber was a vampire, he would be absolutely aware of how much bullshit you're putting out right now, Paul. <laughs> uh, but because he is immortal, he is sufficiently spooked. Like, Excellent. oh, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Why is it going to be a problem? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Juana is wondering, okay, am I going to have to pose as a dead body again? <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're not going to let you anywhere, not let anyone see you. <laughs> Your unfortunate face, Juana. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Just oh, being man. honest. If anybody wants to see somebody, it's going to be my face that they want to see. <laughs> Charles is like, I mean, she's not wrong. So. <laughs> uh, so. Well, my face. Don't forget my face. So, um, yeah, do I you will. have any other questions uh, for Detective Weber? Because he is eager to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. He How he is scared of you, of you and this bar. <laughs> How do we I get mean, a hold of you, Detective? Yeah, I lean in super close and say that. <laughs> uh, he's uncomfortably and comfortably like smelling distance. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, he slides you his card and he says, do you guys have phones? You do. And it's actually a little bit insulting that you that he has to ask if you have phones. Like, it's 2019. Who do, even vampires have phones. Come on. Yeah, of course Everyone we do. Come I've on. had a phone since the 80s. <laughs> he says, the 80s? But you can't be... You know what? Never mind. Uh, and he just... He makes sure that you have his, his phone. <laughs> Excellent. Detective, you are dismissed. We'll uh, call upon you if we need you. He says, thanks! And he immediately fucking bolts. <laughs> uh, so is there anything you... Any information you want to glean from the uh, files that detective weber left for you yes wait like is were they in the same place like where the bodies found in fact actually uh, where was where was carl's in a body found brain. carl was found in a copse yeah. of trees near a forest okay. uh so not the same uh within the same neighborhood obviously because this is all falling within um sam's jurisdiction but definitely in a separate place and he was also drained but nothing else about the case like in terms of weird yep. marks or anything like that no drained of you'd have to go to the morgue to look at his body uh the i'll be like he's been stalling the investigation so more thorough notes are not present in these files just the very basic stuff okay here what time of year is it, is it like um, summer vacation yeah it's probably mid late summer because that that's a good reason for a college jock to be back home yeah i was just wondering right. if there was like that's an unusual thing or not so <laughs> okay even though my default is to set everything in winter because I, I hate summer so much. Uh, but no, it's probably it's probably summer break. And if you don't have any questions, you can go to the next scene, which is pretty much wherever you want to go. Um, there's a whole bunch of places you could conceivably go to get more information. Um, just curious, how uh, far away are either of the scenes from where we are right now? You're all... Uh, Sam's jurisdiction is a very strict... Uh, she... I don't want to get too deep into the lore, but Sam is what's called a prince in uh, Masquerade lore, Vampire the Masquerade lore. It means she has jurisdiction over a very specific neighborhood. And usually these specific neighborhoods aren't more than like 10 miles in any direction. Uh, it's her hunting ground. She she has dominion over this place. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty small. They were all found within this same area. Hmm. Okay. Reason I'm asking is because I can communicate with animals and I can, you know, maybe ask the cats to keep an eye out for any shady creep, any shady folks, or like if they saw anything. Yeah, if you want to do crazy cat lady shit, by all means. 
You could definitely try. I believe it would force you to do a rouse check, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think so. Which, you know, Uh you can do that, but there are consequences to doing a rouse check. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll hold off for now until we're closer. Uh, So where do you guys want to go? And you can talk about this in character as well as out of character. Well, should we go to the morgue or the scene first? I think maybe the scene, especially since uh, they mentioned the rain. Um, well, no, the rain made the scenes a mess, so you're probably not going to get a whole lot from the murder scenes. Yeah. Oh. That yeah, was... also I'm wearing designer, so no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, and that's true, there was heavy summer rain recently, so any physical evidence left behind at the scene is probably badly destroyed. Um, you could go to the morgue, you could talk to the families, uh, you could ask around the neighborhood, maybe? Um, I think the next step is to go go to the morgue and that way we can figure out what's going on with these bodies i know once i get my eyes on them i'll be able to discern the pattern and we'll be able to solve this investigation in no time carl's yeah, like okay buddy patterns uh, okay buddy he like thumps him on the back like sure thing <laughs> it's like thumping him on the back because he's not actually a very like he's a very whips- wispy little man <laughs> <laughs> so he like visibly like flinches <laughs> and then glares at him <laughs> Uh, okay, so you want to go to the morgue first. Yep, as much as I hate to agree with you, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the morgue, uh, so it's outside of Sam's territory, but it is still within the county precinct. Uh, so it's quite a ways off. I imagine at least one of you has a car, probably, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, that can take you there. Uh, it's a oh little- Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Paul has an old 80s convertible with a car phone. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> of course um that's on brand that's on brand if he was a stock trader in the 80s absolutely yep (laughs) okay so you all reluctantly get into his shitty 80s lexus or whatever uh and you all head to the morgue so the morgue uh at night is staffed only by one attendant you can see them through the window the big window next to the door they look uh very tired like they did not they like maybe they're covering for another person who usually works the night shift uh they're yawning they're on their computer um how do you want to approach this um does the hot one want to distract yeah i was like i have awe i can be like hey yeah i think that i think paul looks at eileen and says well it's your turn to shine baby eileen holsters (laughs) her boobs (laughs) yeah she's like darling i always shine yeah like definitely grabs her boobs and like pushes them up (laughs) oh i know that move (laughs) yeah Yeah, all is free so i can just saunter on up to the you know strut her stuff and activate okay uh do you do you guys want to come with her or do you want uh to uh stay outside and it's it might pose some difficulties if the odd doesn't work and they see you sneaking in yeah at least i at least need a plus one yeah i'm I'm definitely going Charles does not want to leave Eileen alone, especially now that her <laughs> boobs are holstered. He's very interested in seeing where that goes. Oh, God. This feels like the most, that was like the most asexual way of being like, right. <laughs> interested in women. He sure does like them boobs. <laughs> She's like whipping out a mirror and like checking her lipstick. Like Actually, okay. Toreador don't have reflections. And that's, that's actually unique to the Toreador. Um, most other vampires can see their reflections, but Toreador can't. It's oh, almost like it's. I know it's almost like the vain ones don't get to look at themselves. Yep. So, so what, what's really happening is like you're looking at a mirror and like 
Juana is like gesturing for, oh, no, no, you need to like adjust. (laughs) Yeah, she's like that way, like a little, oh, you got a little something on your teeth. Okay. (laughs) A little thing. All right. So you all head in together, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. So it's an aging. Juana, how are you going to hide yourself? (laughs) Okay. So um, I thought about it and I think I want to go with um, just a scarf that's, you know, up over the lower part of my face and like my hair just kind of hangs down and covers, you know most of uh i just kind of let my hair fall in front of my face as much as possible Good, look sad look like you're in mourning <laughs> oh my 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 poor my poor grandson there we go perfect i love it uh all right that uh it's it's a look especially in the middle of summer in new jersey um <laughs> but sure like okay. she's russian excuse burn her victims burn victims can hide themselves however they want exactly <laughs> it's, it was a terrible accident in russia please rude (laughs) (laughs) all right so you all wander in the uh little assistant uh looks up uh, with a start uh we're gonna say um it's a woman she's got spiky blue hair so you know she's probably gay uh and (laughs) and she drops her cell phone when eileen walks in oh i hope your cell phone is okay yep it's uh can i help you um i have to roll to activate awe Manipulation plus presence versus composure versus intelligence. She's gonna, I guess, ask about like where the bodies are kept and try to be like, oh, you know, we're family. I just wanted to see him. Okay. Want to see them. <laughs> uh, let me take a look at your uh, sheet too, so I can know what the mm-hmm. fuck this ability is. So you can do oh. awe for um, them being like super hot or you can use awe to, for them to be like terrified uh add the presence rating to any skill role involving persuasion or performance as well as to other charisma related skills and storytellers discretion uh anywhere where they're being affected uh so she does not know because she's obviously immortal mm-hmm. um um on a win the target can resist okay so it lasts for a scene so yeah this should be more than enough uh so roll present or no roll manipulation plus presence which for eileen is two dots i believe uh presence is one dot and manipulation is three dots so that's a total of four die okay total failure oh my god (laughs) and it's not so funny (laughs) it's not a bestial failure either all right um Maybe okay. So she drops her phone, uh, because no, she's it's she's a lesbian and she can't she can't she just can't. She's like ah oh no. Wait, I have a girlfriend, and then immediately is like, <laughs> uh, sorry, what? It, sorry, what? What? What are you doing here? You're really not supposed to be here this late. Visiting hours aren't aren't until you know, waking waking hours. It's just our dear grandmother. She like grabs Lana. <laughs> it's just so distraught. I had. I had to bring her here. Sobbing, (laughs) and uh, you could uh, the so the attendant just kind of like recoils from the side of Juana, like, "Yeah, sorry, visiting hours are nine to six. I let out this just horrified, anguished wail. Yeah, like we're not really here to visit. We just want to see. Well, it'll be like super fast. We just want to see the body and then leave. That's all. Yeah, no, sorry, you rolled a total failure. So unless you want to re-roll. Okay. Just describe to me again. So is uh is she like in a box like or like is she like blocking what's us from like getting in? The, uh, she is at a long. It's like one of those long wraparound desks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the door is behind her. 
but she has a very clear line of sight to the front door and the door into the morgue. Okay, but in theory, if we were to overpower her, we could get through. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could you could knock her out. Uh, you'd you'd have you take a stain for that. A stain is another mechanic that uh, technically we don't have to fuss with in this quick start. Uh, but anytime you do something morally compromising. Uh, you take a stain, and then if you have enough stains, uh, there's like a there's like a mechanic called degeneration where you take penalties, that kind of thing. So, like, yeah, you could knock her out if you really wanted to. That would be definitely be a stain, though. I think that's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> all right, we'll take a stain, Paul. First of all, cool. I yeah, will. I was like, do it the better way, to, like, Paul. She's got a girlfriend, Paul. A I'm not <laughs> killing her. Um, so let's have Paul roll, let's see, what would this be? I guess this would be dexterity plus melee. Actually, I'll let you do athletics. Uh, dexterity plus athletics. There we go, success. Yay. All right, that is a success. So yeah, you successfully lunge across the counter and put this poor woman in a chokehold. Uh, definitely <laughs> take a stain on your humanity for that, Paul. Okay, I did. I, li- I like the, Im- I like to imagine, like, She's like Eileen is sitting there, like leaning over the counter, boobs holstered, right. trying to seduce her, and it's just not working. Right. She's like, "I have a girlfriend, please stop!" And then Paul's <laughs> like, "Fuck this!" And then immediately puts her in a chokehold. Yes, that's exactly what happens. We don't. I think he like snarls. He's like, "We don't have time for this, Eileen," and uh, <laughs> snarls and does the. Puts All her right, in a so you've knocked out the poor attendant. She's probably going to call wow. the police when she wakes up, but that's fine. Yeah, good job. Let's go. We have the name. If you had done better with your boobs, this wouldn't have you know been a what? problem. It's if an your boobs were okay. more effective. Lana just, like, walks past you, just ignoring you. <laughs> Alright, so you all enter the the morgue. Um, you look around. I want to stress that I put her, like, behind the desk, so it just looks, looks like she's left and gone. Okay. Actually, no, I... I put her like in her chair, so from a distance, look like she's sitting at the at the desk, not you know doing her job. Okay, <laughs> she's like wow. head down on her head down on her arms, like she yeah. fell asleep on the job. Yeah, yeah, yes. there we go. <laughs> All right, uh, so yes, you can. So this is a uh, it's a pretty big morgue because you know this is a burb of New York City, lots of crime, lots of murder. So it takes you a while, like you're shuffling through a whole bunch of different toe tags on various corpses but eventually you do find uh simon and carl uh the names are still appended to the toe tags and you uncover the bodies and i would like um whoever wants to do the check uh roll intelligence plus medicine eileen just like checks her nails like i'm not touching anything God. yeah why would a vampire touch a body <laughs> yeah, i've only heard intelligence only got a two yeah Oh, wow. Charles is actually, he's got a p- pool of four for this. Ooh, nice. Oh, really? Oh, he's the one to do it then, because I've Charles, only got a pool Charles. of three. Yeah. I only touch living people. You're that's demonstrably dip- not true. Char- Charles is like, that's demonstrably not true. You touched my hand two hours ago. And I remember <laughs> everything I about it. <laughs> we all if I did, it was obviously <laughs> not my own choice. All right, I guess Charles, I don't know why Charles has such a good score in medicine. But okay, yeah. so he's got a pool of four. All right, that's a total of three successes. Uh, so with three successes, so you see Charles uh, lean down over this body, um, well, both of the bodies, uh, looking uh, carefully at the tableau. They are both very, very pale, of course. Mm. Uh, he says, the attacker seems 
and if it sounds like I'm reading this off a table that you know gives you information based on how many successes, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, the attacker seems an odd mix of competent and furious. There are no fang marks anywhere on the bodies, but given the kindred's ability to close fang marks with saliva, that doesn't rule out a vampire assailant. Uh, care has been taken to slash major arteries, and there is much less blood present in the bodies than there should be. Uh, in both cases, there is significant head trauma and blunt force from blunt force as well. And they have both been savaged with some sort of slashing weapon. Interesting. Head trauma. Like. Yes. With and, a weapon or. Uh, blunt force. So it could be a weapon. Uh, they could have knocked their head against something large and flat. Well, who knows? No fang marks, but that, that doesn't necessarily rule out a vampire. Because vampires can close wounds. Yes. yes. Um, again, within Mas- Vampire the Masquerade folklore, the the bite of a vampire causes near-sexual ecstasy, and you can also close it, uh, but with vampiric saliva can close wounds. It's the uh, lack of blood that's mm-hmm. like, mm, they're missing. I mean, it's very methodical. It, it seems like is. a vampire covering their tracks, but mm, we don't know. You don't know. What's up, I mean, that is that is a tactic that some of us use, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slashing them up and hiding it that way. It is. It um it could like any vampire or at least any vampire uh who knows of or about the masquerade probably would not do this. Uh, if mm-hmm. because any vampire who knows about the masquerade would be deeply concerned with not even leaving a hint that it's a vampire. Right. Um, like you don't want to leave corpses drained of blood. That's that's dumb and bad. That's bad praxis. It could be. Like, it could be a vampire, like a new vampire, maybe who doesn't understand. That's um, what, yeah. Like Eileen is like. Sounds like someone doesn't know how we play. Or more mundane, Charles suggests it could be a mortal serial killer who wants to look like a vampire, which is also mm-hmm. a problem for us because, unbeknownst to them, vampires actually exist, and we hate it when they do shit like this. <laughs> yeah, Eileen just um, rolls her eyes like. Do we have they any never notes? Do you have any notes about, like, is, was there blood? Um, was there any blood, like, around them or on this? Like, are they covered in blood? Like, uh, nope, they were out. They were drained of blood. Okay, so there's, like, there was like, some. There was some blood left over. Like, the, 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 the police files that he gave you, quite lean, but one of the things that did include was pictures of the scene. Like, there mm-hmm. were, there was blood left on them, but not very much. Mm-hmm. Most of the blood was mysteriously gone. Okay, yeah, because we would expect if, like, your major artery was slashed, it should be, like, bloody as fuck. It should be there. bloody yeah, everywhere, not... yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how would you even do that if you weren't a vampire? I mean... You have to... Charles is like, yeah. syringe, I guess, if you're really yeah, trying to make so... it look like a vampire. Would take exactly. forever. And then if also, it wasn't a vampire, a there'd be a mark. Well, not necessarily. Again, because vampire saliva can do the thing. But we were but talking if, if they were immortal, trying to make it look like a vampire, and they did. That's syringe. true as well. That's true as well. Check yeah, between be their toes. Check to see if there's a... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a weird kink I didn't know you had. Paul <laughs> <laughs> oh, has a foot fetish. It's canon now. <laughs> no, no, it's from a movie, and I can't remember which movie. Uh-huh. I can't remember either. I think it's a TV show. It's like CSI Miami or some yeah, shit like that. Whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm just like ew. <laughs> Paul is like frantically going down to their feet, checking for syringe marks. Wow. Uh, no, there's no syringe marks between the toes, Paul. You pervert. <laughs> anyway, we should probably leave soon <laughs> before she wakes up. 
Oh no, she's out for a while. Yeah, she is out for a while, you monster. <laughs> yeah. Eileen um, was like, hmm. All right, uh, so uh, there, if, unless there's something more you want to look at with the bodies, that's pretty probably... It's almost like they only gave you one table for each place you could go. And, uh, yeah, it's already... interesting. Weird. Uh, well, but... I was wondering if, you know, like, there were any other records or things we could look through, like, see if they had done any postmortems or anything like that uh no they uh weber has specifically told them they not to didn't. because they okay. are waiting he's waiting to hear from you uh to okay. tell him how to proceed with this investigation okay oh and we probably don't want somebody investigating these if this is a vampire we don't want somebody looking at these bodies and doing a very serious yeah exactly autopsy. exactly right. that's why he's waiting on your word yeah honestly if this is a vampire we want these bodies fucking like disappeared yeah <laughs> cremated just an, an accidental morgue fire i volunteer uh, <laughs> no um oh. they wouldn't have like health records here of, like, you know not at the morgue no okay okay next step we need to find out more about where these people were the night of like when they were killed what they were doing out what <laughs> uh you could talk to the family carl suggests yeah, that's what... the families yeah, that's haven't been interviewed yet yeah. definitely um, go talk hey. to them Tessa, Tessa, can I do my premonition thing? Oh, you God. can do whatever you want, my friend. It's Vampire the Masquerade. I was <laughs> literally, I was about to say D and D, but it's it's exactly not D and D. Right. <laughs> Excellent. I have this thing. I don't really know how to use it, but I can experience flashes of insight. The vampire experiences flashes of insight. They these may take the form of raised tackles, sudden inspiration, or even vivid visions. While oh, never boy. too precise, the visions can nudge the vampire out of harm's way or reveal a truth previously overlooked. Uh, whenever a storyteller deems it appropriate, this power gives character a sudden hint that aids them in some way. Okay, so you would have to make a rouse check for this, uh, which would give you plus one hunger, which is, you know, it's a, it's it makes things risky. Like if you roll a critical or a failure on a blood die, uh, that could do some bad things. But you know, it's completely up to you. And but yeah, I'd let you do that. I have an idea of what you might get as a cool. premonition. No, I'm curious. And also, if it fails, I'm just going to make something up, so. <laughs> <laughs> a rouse check is basically um, just roll a d10. Uh, five or below, it's a failure, and you gain one hunger. Six or above, it's a success, and your hunger stays the same. That's a fail. Okay, no. so you get one hunger, so you now have a okay. hunger of two. Okay. Uh, but you thing. also get to roll the thing. Um, resolve plus auspects, I think it is. Yeah. Okay, so again, I'm. Oh, wow, you have a really high resolve. Well, that's not surprising. Yep. Paul's a. Yeah. 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 And Paul. I might plus two aspects. So it's it's four. So it's six. Uh, so that's two successes total, uh, which is actually pretty shitty for six die. But, you know, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> oh, at least it wasn't a bestial crit or, any, crit or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. So with two successes, um, yeah, you definitely. My head dramatically on my head. <laughs> He's doing the thing. I like, like you know the you know the psych thing that he does. I'm doing that. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, with two successes, um, hmm. you you get the premonition uh, that specifically like people around the neighborhoods where Carl and Simon like people who live in the same area as them they they are they will talk like they will give you a lot if you uh, know how to ask them. Because there's been some shady business uh, going on in those neighborhoods. Uh, and also, Carl, it, his parents know more than they let on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
work at neighborhood. I'm sorry, I'm just writing down notes here. I'm doing I'm doing the thing that I'm trying that I'm trying to be better about. Carl's parents. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> and now it is time for the dramatic reenactment. I'm getting something. I'm getting just wait, oh, hold here on. We go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I put a hand out and I have the other one on my temple and I'm like shaking slightly. And I'm like, there's a there's something coming to me from the ether and it says Oh, it says that these people they, they want to talk. They want Girl's to tell like, us what the hell is going on. They want to tell us what is happening. Wow. <laughs> he puts his hand on Carl's lips. He's like, "Shh, <laughs> you're disrupting the ether." And, <laughs> and and on top of that, Carl's parents they know more than they're saying. And then he collapses dramatically to the floor, <laughs> shaking. <laughs> Great. Let's leave him and go find Carl's parents then. Carl <laughs> steps over Paul. Back. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, also steps over Paul. Like, let's go. Wanda just pats his back. I'm gonna drive your car if you don't get up, Paul. <laughs> Paul gets up. He goes. Takes a lot out of you to get insight from the beyond. Carl's he like, has yeah, a trench coat, yeah. and he of course sh- he like has swishes. a trench coat. Of course yeah, he has a, a trench coat. Of course he does, and it swishes dramatically as he walks away. I would personally be upset if he didn't have a trench coat that swishes dramatically. <laughs> All right. I would agree. Uh, so where do you where do you want to go first? Do you want to talk to the families or do you want to spend a couple evenings or a couple hours canvassing the neighborhood? Or do you want to do something else? It's, it's, a, it's a tabletop role-playing game. You can do whatever you want. I mean, Eileen yeah, is going to lean towards the parents, for sure. Yeah. Okay, Simon or Carl? Carl. Carl first? Yeah, yeah, like, if his parents know something, we better figure out what it is. I have a mission from the beyond. Yeah, that, no. You, you really don't. I do. <laughs> you are not the chosen one, Paul. I don't... Why would you say something like that? <laughs> are you trying to hurt me? Yes. <laughs> All right, so you get to the address listed on the information uh, that w- Detective Weber gave you. Uh, it's a little rundown house. Um, it's it, It's been here for... It's probably... It's like one of those really, really old brownstones that hasn't aged as well as the ones in Manhattan, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's like eight o'clock in the evening, so they should theoretically still be awake uh, if you want to talk to them. As we get closer, uh, Paul leans into Eileen and he goes, you want to try that boob thing again? On his parents? Excuse me. Maybe I they're swiggers. I, I don't know how boobs work. Paul is gay. It's, ca- it's canon. Yeah, Paul's <laughs> like, what? what? Women? What? <laughs> I don't know how you women use your boobs. <laughs> what do I look like, like, a straight she- person? Yeah, you just shake them at people, right? That's the isn't that the Eileen is just <laughs> like, like a pair of maracas. I know she's like <laughs> disgusted. Like, excuse you. Catch Juana in the background, just like shaking back and forth. <laughs> oh, my troubled children. Mm. How do you want to um, approach it? Classmates, definitely. Yeah, you could I'm pass for college classmates. Or wait, no, Carl wasn't the we, one we in could? college. Simon's oh. the one in college. Carl is mid thirties. Never mind. You could do that. For, you Although, could try that for Simon's family, though. That would definitely yeah, work I for really, Simon's family. I really wish we, we should just go up there and be like, "We were Carl's classmates." <laughs> They'd be like, "What the fuck?" Carl has been yeah. out of school for twelve years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So wait. Here's the question. So we know that Carl was like a drug dealer. Well, we you think. don't. You don't know, but pr- uh, Detective Weber we had know, his suspicions. No. <laughs> okay. If we suspect is okay, so I think we have two, there's two ways to approach this in my mind. We can either come at this as we are friends of Carl's, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> Carl has friends. Interesting. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, we want his drugs. Or we <laughs> come at this as a, we're the police and we're investigating um, because we think he may have been a drug dealer. Yeah, the only problem with that is, uh, does anyone have a badge on them? Yeah, I was going to say, you could try posing as police, but you don't have any badges or identification or anything. And they're probably going to ask for that. You should have stolen that man's badge. You know what? No, it clashes with everything I'm wearing and also my morality. (laughs) Okay. I'm open for ideas. Carl says, I don't know. It seems like if they're living with a son who's probably a drug dealer, we should probably just, you know, kind of spook them into telling us what we want to know. It's not hard to believe that he probably had some enemies, right? Because Mm. he was involved in drugs and shit or probably. Probably. He could have been, been super clean, though. I feel like I've met those dudes who are like, their parents think they're yeah. angels and they're like, selling like, meth. spook how exactly? We're vampires. I don't know. Yell at them until they get scared. Show them my face. Oh, that's perfect. Let's do that. Make Juana do it. Yes. <laughs> Paul this is what happens after <laughs> these are the results of his drugs that we bought. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait, this is great. No, this is great. We're dissatisfied customers. Yes, do it. <laughs> look at what you did to my grandma. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, if you want someone to intimidate, I'm just looking at Wanda's character sheet. She has two manipulation, <laughs> three intimidation, which is, yes. right. that's really Be good. Scary. Okay, yeah. okay, so I think we walk up to that door. We tell them that we want to speak to their son because he sold us bad drugs. And then we show them Wanda's face. And then Wanda, <laughs> you fucking scare the shit out of them. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, so how do you, do you, I assuming because you're going for intimidation, you don't knock, you pound on the door. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Loudly. I'm not going to do it. I'm not intimidating. I'm a very wispy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, person. like, Eileen's I not going to either way, and I, I pound on the door. There we go. Perfect. Alrighty. Um, it takes them a minute. You can hear some shuffling from inside. Eventually, the door opens. Uh, a weathered old man, uh, white with graying hair, um, in a, a kind of a, a dingy bathrobe. Uh, eyes you as you all are standing on his stoop. He says, yes. Where is Carl? Uh, he recoils roll manipulation plus intimidation, Wana. Sweet. sweet, sweet. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's a critical. Two cri- that's a critical. Okay, so that's a total of four successes. Okay. Wow. Ooh, that's quite a lot of information you're about to get. <laughs> he pees immediately. <laughs> uh, he staggers backward. He says, he's he's not he's not here anymore. Where is he? He's dead. Haven't you heard? That shitbag died. He Bar- says, listen, we don't want we don't want any trouble. And you hear uh, his wife from the other room says, Tom, who is it? He says, stay in the kitchen, Martha. <laughs> most, I'm going for like the most generic white people names. Right, exactly. Barge into their house. It's very intimidating. People to walk into your house. If you, yeah, you should like. If you don't want any trouble, then you should just let us in. Uh, he's staggering backward. He's definitely, definitely spooked. Uh, all right, so I barge do- into his house. <laughs> oh God. So, what questions do you want to ask? You have definitely succeeded. You've got two criticals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying like Eileen is going to pat him like she's a little scary sometimes. Sorry about that, darling. <laughs> What was Carl doing the night he was killed? Mm. Yeah. Um, let me read some stuff really quickly. <clears throat> so this family, in addition to being, you know, traumatized by the recent death of their son, um, they have also been deliberately telling, th- they've deliberately 
gotten as little information as possible about whatever it was their son was up to. Uh, because they could tell automatically, like, this is no bueno. Um, mm-hmm. They tell you that on the night that he was murdered, uh, he was going out to make a delivery, which was unusual for him. Usually people uh, came here and did business with him in the basement. Uh, as you bully this poor traumatized family, and by the way, Wada, <laughs> take a stain. Um, yeah. This family just lost their son and you came in and started yelling at them. So that's a... <laughs> um, Valid. So what they know is that Carl's business involved a lot of chemistry, strange smells, and lots of packages uh, going out. And he had his contacts on his computer. Uh, He instructed that his parents to get rid of all his stuff if something happened. So that is what they did. They burnt all the stuff that he had in his basement. Uh, Including including the computer. Yeah. Uh Uh, He had a lot of chemistry equipment, they'll tell you. Uh, The computer uh, and bundles of unsent packages. Um, he was a successful businessman, and he actually paid room and board uh, in his parents' room, in his parents' house. Uh, but he claimed that he had a lot of enemies, uh, people who wished him ill and often assaulted him. Uh, the parents have never seen these people, though, so they can't confirm. Any names? Is there anything you can tell us that actually was going to lead to concrete? Uh, no, he never told them any names, but he, they said that uh, they have... Carl saw them walking around the neighborhood a lot, so if you go and... Uh, talk to people in the neighborhood, they might be able to uh, tell you more about that. I was gonna is this a, show me to the basement. I want to see. Yeah, they'll take Ooh. you into the basement, but like I said, they burnt almost everything. Uh, right. It's it's for a for a for a parent's basement. It could be worse. I know it's like it's got a, a, a separate bedroom and bathroom. It's finished, so it's not like damp and gross. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely like stains on the ceiling uh, where. Uh, you think he was probably cooking stuff and the fumes went off and uh, uh, discolored the drywall of the ceiling. It's de- Yeah, he was definitely cooking something. Um, nothing left. Question. No, nothing. There's nothing remaining. No, they burn it all. Everything. Yep. Question. Yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. You realize it's obstructing evidence, right? Tom and uh, Martha, uh, they're like, what are you, a cop? I don't think you're a cop. You, you knew my friend, so you probably aren't a saint either, he says. I lead it super close, and I get real intimidating. Um, and I'm like, "Do you dare to question us, you who had a knowing drug dealer in your house? How many people could have died? How Mar- many vamp?" Uh- <laughs> Martha bursts into tears because you're traumatizing a family whose son just died. Take a stain, Paul. What the hell? I know. Eileen, what the fuck? Eileen is it's like so glaring illegal. at you, like not helping. <laughs> I just don't. Think they're telling us everything. Yeah, maybe you're not doing it the right way. Maybe you should have let me be bad cop and you all be good cop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You weren't you weren't being bad cop, so <laughs> you got to do that if you're going to do it. <sighs> got us in the house. <laughs> That's she's True. not wrong. True. Uh, all right. So yeah, you think you probably have gotten as much information as you can from Carl or Carl's parents, rather, uh, unless you have something specific that you want to ask. So he went out to make a delivery. Did they have they, did they have any idea about where he was going? Did no. he mention did he what was he dressed like? Did he look like You get the impression that uh they knew he was cooking something, but they didn't they never wanted to confirm it, you know what I mean? Mm. Just in case, you know, someone like you came knocking yeah. at their door one day, uh demanding payment, they could have plausible deniability, you know? Do we know anything? So we we live in this neighborhood, right? 
Um, Are we around from around here at all? Well, you don't live anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Fine. Uh, but yeah, this is, well, it's not your territory, obviously. It's it's Sam's territory. But uh, because you owe her a boon and you work so closely with her, you are very familiar with the territory. Okay, yes. so would we know the nightlife or like the, like you know what I'm saying, like the drug dealers in town? Like, would we know that, that scene at all? Uh, you probably wouldn't know names because you cannot, like, you, like, you don't do drugs only because you cannot do drugs. Like, you, their right, drugs exactly. have no effect on you. You do know that there is a very, very big party and drug scene in this neighborhood. Because, you know, it's the gross end of the Jersey burbs. <laughs> Would Sam know details? Um, we should ask the people. Yeah, Sam might yes, know something, uh, but... going to walk up to people on the street. Show me yes. to the drugs, human people. <laughs> no. Well, that might not be the way to do it, but uh, there is actually a table called literally asking around, like canvassing the right. neighborhood. That's okay. what Eileen would want to do. She's like, no more intimidation. Why? It works so well. Fine. <laughs> you tried the boob thing. It didn't work. Right. Asking doesn't involve boobs. Are you sure? <laughs> have you ever talked to a, a person before i try very hard not to uh you don't want to talk to simon's family who that wants depends. to do that how much how much time did we spend uh intimidating this poor family <laughs> not super long it's probably about you can probably get there by nine o'clock you might wake them up but uh you know eileen is going to be emphatically against that like if you're going to intimidate them just like you did here then i vote no <laughs> i didn't say that Got a better plan. You could. We can go for. It. I mean, I'm happy to do it. I think we. Can, I think the plan is to do what you're saying, which is pretend to be friends, yeah. which actually works. Showing up at 9 p.m. because kids are stupid and they don't realize that people. Have yeah, time. exactly. So classmates. <laughs> also, I'm that weird one auditing. You know, the weird older lady auditing. What What are you talking about? I think you should maybe stick back. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you should just sit this one I think, out. I think That's maybe a good you idea. Should just watch from outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stare at the stare at the grieving family from the window of this eerie car. <laughs> yeah, just perfect great. don't stare just you have a phone just be on your phone or something cover or your face just we just we really need you to stand lookout <laughs> we need you to not terrify this family okay <clears throat> and no intimidation paul I mean it. If, if your boobs work, I won't have to. I'm not going to use my boobs on family people. Charles is like, are we sure we shouldn't use the boobs? Cause... Yeah, I think Paul has... Paul. I'm sorry, I am Paul. Uh, I think Charles <laughs> makes a very good point here. I feel like that's in character. Wait, I am Paul. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you make your way to the other address listed on the information on the, 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 the file of information that Weber gave you. Uh, this one is a lot nicer. Uh, it's in the nicer area. Well, comparatively nicer. Um, it's a definitely more suburban than urban. And when you knock on the door, uh, a very, a very nice looking uh, Middle Eastern man opens the door and he smiles at you and says, hello, can I help you? Eileen's gonna like immediately like try to <laughs> look teary. It's like, I'm so sorry to bother you at this time. I just we we heard about our classmate who is who is it Simon or Carl? Simon. Simon. Right? Simon. <laughs> and Roll and she just like yeah. manipulation plus persuasion. Uh two successes. 
that's pretty good. Uh, so this uh, this gentleman, uh, his heart is immediately softened, and he says, "You are one of Simon's friends." Yes, we're classmates. Please come in, come in. He immediately uh, ushers you inside. Eileen like turns car. around at Paul and winks. <laughs> <laughs> he glares at you underneath his sunglasses. Uh, so he immediately starts fixing you all tea, and you know, uh, you can tell that he is also hurting over the death of his son. And I guess like Eileen is going to try to compose herself and be like, "Do you have any idea what could have caused this?" He says, "Oh, it's such a terrible story, isn't it?" He it says, is. "He just he came home, you know, to." reconnect with his neighborhood friends and like what he's not saying is get drunk and party a lot right right eileen's like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and you know it was summer break and he was having so much fun and then i got the call from the police that he had been found in a gutter a gutter eileen feigns like shock and horror like who could do something like that just so says, terrible. I, I don't know, he says. Simon had no enemies. He was well-liked by everyone. And all that slander about him is blatantly false, and I will not repeat it in this house. Slander? Eileen just, like, nods, like, such a nice boy. Who could ever say anything bad about him? No one. No one. He he pats your back comfortingly. <laughs> just oh, out of, you know, and we know this isn't true, because we've no, we knew Simon so well. What are people saying? You know, because we're going to go out there. We will refute it. <laughs> he says, oh, I don't know if I even want to deign repeating it in this house. I like look at Eileen. Eileen <laughs> yeah, is just like, you know, going to put on the, like the big puppy dog eyes. Like, we absolutely don't believe it. Just know that. He says, that's good of you to know. And, you know, even if there was some truth to the rumors, you know, we may we set him right. You know, it's fine. He's fine before when he, and he like, he sniffs and he's like, when he went up to be with all of, he was, his soul was pure. You understand? We made him apologize to all of those girls. Eileen like reaches out and she's like, that's so good of you. He was, in the end, he was, his soul was cleansed. His soul was pure. He's like hugging you desperately. <laughs> and Eileen like looks over at Paul like, all those girls. I, I know, but while you're hugging you, he like, he like mimes pointing at his boobs and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, use your boobs on this poor grieving father. She just looks at him like, oh, like he is mourning, Paul. What the hell? And she's like, no, I've got this. There's no boobs involved. Also, like, what exactly did he do to these girls? Question mark. Yeah, well, that's what we gotta find out. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you could try, uh, Eileen has already rolled, but I will let you try to roll Charisma Persuasion, uh, if you want to, Paul. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I will do that. So I also have a pull of five. With two hunger. No, one, no, yeah, two hunger, because you did the yeah, thing. Yeah, because I did the thing. Yeah. Um, so after, you know, you, you spend a while, like, wiping, you know, patting his back and comforting him, uh, and his father, uh, reluctantly admits Simon once confessed that he felt pressured, you know, to live up to the expectations placed upon him. And he could, he said he could get a little rough with the girls because that's what they like and what is demanded of him by the other guys. We, like I said, you know, before the end, we made him apologize to every single one of his former girlfriends. He was a good kid. It was just that sometimes they made him angry, you know? Mm. 
several of his girlfriends several of his girlfriends claimed that simon was less than a perfect gentleman paul leans forward looks in the eyes he goes oh trust me i understand you know women (laughs) hi welcome welcome to our men's rights podcast It's just, it's That's just fine. So, it was all locker room talk. It doesn't count. They just they oh, get so God. hysterical, you know. I just it's their, it's their uteruses. They just go crazy. They leave their bodies, just go wandering everywhere. And it's just... Charles like, puts a hand to your cheek, like, and looks at you like she's going to kill you. Charles slaps Paul upside the head. He's like he's extremely gay and a dumbass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gay donuts, my I just, just to recap, Paul said their uteruses leave their bodies and go roaming. Was that what you said? <laughs> he has no idea how that was just form works. a thing that was thought. That's a thing. That's like a thing. Right. It is a thing. Their oh, uteruses went roaming was a thing. That they was a thing. They thought your uterus became a detached from like the insides and just started going all over your body and it made you crazy. Was oh that the God. ancient Greeks or was that the Victorians? It was Victorians. Victorians. Paul Sounds read stuff. it in a fucking textbook. And, <laughs> and he's sure that is a true thing that happens. So the father uh, is now like a little bit concerned for your mental health, Paul. <laughs> right. He's I mean, like, that's, he should be. Right. <laughs> he should be, sorry, yeah. Um, we need to find out who these girls are and interview them. Um, he says, well, they're all still, he tells you they'll, they're, they're all back in Connecticut. So it would be quite a trek to go and find them. Okay. So they were college girls. There wasn't anybody who came back home with them? Uh, no, he never, uh, they were never serious enough for Paul to bring them, bring her home to a, to the family or anything. Simon. Um, what about friends? Like who's his closest friends home for the neighborhood? Um, you could track them down, although there's no, he doesn't, like, ob- his father doesn't have any numbers or anything. And there's, and obviously the police report is so thin because the investigation hasn't started. They haven't gotten any numbers that way either. So the friends he was home with, we have just no idea. Maybe they right. were college friends. Maybe yeah, from... they they could have been college friends. They could have been neighborhood friends, but his father isn't sure. And he definitely doesn't know any names or numbers or anything like that. I think that we should, like, ask around. And then we know that there's slander being said about him. Who's saying that? Exactly. We oh. should figure out who's saying that. Oh, everyone, probably. Like you don't yeah. want you don't want to say it to, or maybe you do want to say it to a grieving father. No. You monster. Um, <laughs> but you get the feeling <laughs> that the, the reason they're slandering him is because it was probably kind of true. Like you think he probably oh, yeah. actually did beat his girlfriends. Yeah. So we can okay. ask around. Leave this father to his sad thoughts and ask other people like hey did this asshole actually beat chicks <laughs> all right uh so you want to go canvassing yes uh all right so this neighborhood is like sam's stomping ground is pretty big uh and you what's what's the role for this um it's resolve plus investigation or streetwise whichever is harder uh, so that's only two successes. So, despite having a pool of seven, Charles fucks it up severely. Um, <laughs> and he had one bestial failure. So I'm gonna say he like he was he wasn't getting very much information, and he flashed his fangs at one person, and they ran off screaming. And maybe someone <laughs> else should roll. Charles. Okay. Uh, wow! You both have two successes. You not, no. So both of you are like, don't worry, I got this. And then you both fuck up really hard. <laughs> wow 
Okay, so with those very subpar roles, I'll add them. I'll add the successes together. But yeah, that neither of you really know what you're doing, apparently. Um, <laughs> so canvassing the neighborhood, just asking around, uh, talking mm. to the local denizens. Uh, so suspicious people have been sneaking around lately. Uh, is the big thing. Um, and they also let you know that the police are irreparably corrupt, which is absolutely true. You guys know that. Uh, in fact, mm, Sam yes, pretty much assures that. She likes it that mm-hmm. way. When the police are easy to corrupt, they're easy to control. They tell you that, oh, the, the rumors about Simon, well, Simon's trollops like it rough. Everyone knows that. And you're like, that's probably not true. Um, uh-huh. Gross. Gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> gross. Yeah, exactly. Eileen is just like... <laughs> they also firmly believe that uh, Carl was a creepy basement dweller who deserved what he got. They are also very keen on their own uh, religiosity. Like, everyone around here is very pious. Uh, which, mm. eh, that's, mm, maybe. Um, and there are a lot of people who are very suspicious of authority and who like to take matters into their own hands. And they're, they've been noticing these murders, too. And if things get much worse, they might just have to do something about it, you know? It's mm. so a, a lot of vigilante, or potential <laughs> vigilantes. Um, so is it just these two murders or have there been other murders that are similar nope just these two so far but you know two isn't quite a pattern but if one more mm-hmm. one more is a pattern and they are you can tell mm-hmm. like just talking to the people that you talk to they are really chomping at the bit to do something about this you know what i mean right yeah yeah they these this could this they could very easily turn into an angry mob uh one name that so- you get while canvassing is harry lloyd uh he lives in the neighborhood uh, he is a known stalker and murderer who just got out of prison just a couple months ago. And uh, people have tr- have given him the what for many times, uh, but he is protected by the corrupt and evil police. Mm. So real quick, Tessa, um, they, so it sounds like they almost approved of Simon's creepy, abusive women. Did yeah. They, or did, they think, did they think he got deserved what he got too? They don't. They, they, everyone liked, he's very, Simon was very much a Gaston kind of figure, you know, obviously a dickhole, but very pretty and very popular and good at sports. So everyone just kind of just let him do his horrible shit. Okay. Okay. So they knew what he was doing. was a creepy guy in the basement and deserved it. Yes. And Harry Lloyd is a name that they... They they're pretty. They think Harry Lloyd might have something to do with this because he is just he's he was he's bad news. He just got out of prison for stuff like this. So if you're looking into this, you might want to talk to Harry Lloyd. He might be the next right. victim too. Yeah, perhaps if we aren't careful. So I think we're learning something here about. <laughs> you can definitely tell. Like they think Harry Lloyd is the one who done it. Mm. Yeah. Which, you know, they also think that Simon's girlfriends got what they deserved, so you can't really trust them on that. But, you know, it's definitely a name that you could talk to. So, is there a way to subtly... I'm sort of trying to figure out subtly if there's been no other, like, mysterious disappearances, there's been no other, like, creepy sightings of people in alleyway. You know what I'm saying here? Like, Uh, they have, they'll tell you that they've seen a vagrant uh, several times wandering around at night. Oh. What Where? They haven't, they've seen him, um, actually I think it's a woman. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a woman. Uh, yeah, but definitely homeless. Uh, she's been wandering around the neighborhood. Um, but no one's talked to her. You get the idea that, uh, they, homeless, 
there aren't very many homeless in this particular neighborhood. So they oh, always yeah. notice uh, when there's a, right. when there's vagrancy. But yes, they have noticed a vagrant. And they all of them want to talk to you just so much about Harry Lloyd. They are so convinced that it's definitely this dude. Eileen's just going to like stand there and not be like, mm, yes, that does. That does fit. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. You know who would be good to uh, look for a homeless woman? Like she looks at Wana. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy cat lady. <laughs> cool. Is are we sure it's actually title? not Wana they're talking about? <laughs> it might be Wana. Right, it definitely was. <laughs> it's actually Wana. They've seen Wana around the neighborhood. <laughs> we we right. spend like four days looking for a homeless person. <laughs> They're like, there she is, points at one, and we're like, oh, of course. And I like it how they were like, oh, it's Harry Lloyd, it's definitely Harry Lloyd, and you're like, so tell me more about this vagrant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who cares about this person you obviously want us to talk to? Tell me about this homeless woman. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we we're should definitely talk to him see... eventually. But... <laughs> we should definitely go see Harry Lloyd, obviously. Uh, Paul, Paul like, leads in, he goes, I know these people want to think this man is the murderer, but I know people of his kind. He's probably already dead. <laughs> Then what's the harm in checking? Oh yeah, there's no harm. We should go. All right. So you want to do what exactly? You want to find Harry Lloyd? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. I guess um, we need to find out where he lives. Will they tell us where he lives? Oh yeah, they'll they'll tell you exactly where he lives, and you know times when he's out of the house, and you can find God. him in a dark alley. Like they want this guy fucking dead. They hate him okay. so much. Uh, but yeah, they'll tell you uh, his address. By then, it's getting kind of late, but you can see the lights and the windows are on. Uh, so he's probably still awake. How do you want to approach this? Tits out. <laughs> Tits out? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Not up. Out. Yeah, right. Eileen's just going to like start pulling down her shirt like, hello, anybody? <laughs> Carl's like, yep. What? What are we talking about? Sorry, I forgot where I was. <laughs> I, I think this is another, I think this is a good chance to do that. I think she should tackle this. We can wait here and she should tackle this and see what she can get out of him. Uh, but you're going to leave a lady alone with someone so dangerous? Who's ever called you a lady? Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> wow, rude. Also, Very I think, rude. like, in a room between some weird guy who just got out of prison and a vampire, I think he's I the know, one right? in danger. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, oh no, You're I'm fine. a vampire. Well, he's like, I'm so scared. We're, we're all fine. <laughs> so I guess we gotta seduce him. Sigh. <laughs> do you want to send Eileen in alone or do you want to go together? I think Eileen needs to go alone. I'm gonna, like, hang out beside the door, like, unobtrusively. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna, like, want to know what you're doing specifically, because after you terrified, like, people, she's like, what, where the fuck are you gonna be then? I feel like you're making a big deal out of nothing. I'm gonna try to stealthily hang outside there. <laughs> outside mm. the, like, stoop. Okay. So make that same awe roll before we get started, Eileen. Okay. And the difficulty this time is one. Uh, so, I mean, you you have one success when and the difficulty was one. So you open the door, your tits are out. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's like making sure they're just like, you know, very, very prominent. <laughs> tits out. Uh, yep. The guy who opens the door, uh, quite a bit older than you were expecting. He's maybe in his 60s. Uh, he doesn't even look at your face. He opens the door and stares directly at your boobs. <laughs> just, he. you might not even have a face for all he knows. Oh boy. <laughs> She's a little bit like, oh, okay, one of these, like, um, Harry Lloyd, I presume? Uh, without looking up from your boobs, he says, uh, yes? <laughs> <laughs> great, great. It's gonna be a boob conversation. She's like, fine, he can talk to my boobs, it's okay. 
What? And I think awe, because you succeeded on your awe roll, you get a certain benefit, don't you? Um, um yeah. That's add the presence rating to any skill roll involving persuasion or performance. So yeah, if you interrogate him and you roll persuasion, uh, you get, you get, so like, for example, if you roll charisma plus persuasion, you also get to add your presence rating. Mm-hmm. So you get to up your die pool by one because your presence is one. Okay. So I'm asking him about what he knows about the murders. Um, I guess I you guess could you can ask him whatever you want. It's a tabletop game. You can roll charisma plus persuasion plus presence if you want to. Which for you is four in charisma, two in persuasion, and one in presence. So that's a total of seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess that I will do that and be like i'm so scared there's so many murders what do you know you don't even have to explain why you're here he is so caught up in your boobs my god (laughs) why can't you roll today i don't know (laughs) um i'm gonna play this as he is so caught up in your boobs it has become a double-edged sword oh dear (laughs) um like you definitely have cast awe on him and he's like he'll tell you basically anything you want to know he tells you that, yeah, the people in this neighborhood don't like him anymore. He did. That is true. He did just get out of prison um, for some pretty bad stuff. He mm-hmm. he tells you that a long time ago, he was obsessed with a movie star uh, named Eliza Burton. Uh, and he took his fixation too far. He started stalking her. Uh, and then one night after he got a little too drunk, he broke into her house and he killed her. Uh, okay. And, yep, he went to prison for it, and he literally just got out. And you get the sense that, like, you can, you can understand why the, the neighborhood doesn't trust him. Like, mm-hmm. he, he really did fucked up. He killed a woman. That's nothing to sneeze right. at. But when you start questioning him about these recent murders, he doesn't know anything about it, and you, you believe him. Like these, this these weren't stalking murders, you know. These were very specific right. vampiric murders. Like uh-huh. he he he's never he never drained Eliza of blood or anything like that. Um. So yeah, he he says he doesn't know what happened to Simon or to Carl, and you believe him. As you are in there, uh, talking, mm-hmm. um, I would like everyone outside, including including Charles, I guess, to roll wits plus awareness. Uh, so that was a two successes for um, for Juana and two successes for Paul. But you all rolled two successes. Of course you <laughs> oh, did. Oh, I got Wow. Uh, so I'm going to say, because Paul, both of your successes were blood dye. Uh, mm-hmm. And that fits with um, what's about to happen. So as Eileen is inside, you can hear Harry Lloyd staring at her boobs somehow. You didn't know it was possible, <laughs> but you can definitely hear it. Uh, as she is interrogating him, and as you're kind of listening through the window, um, a car pulls up outside of his house. And it pu- it shifts into park, and the driver steps out, and uh, you're... I would like you to roll the Sense the Unseen. This is a good time to do that. Wow, three successes. The man coming out of the car is a vampire, Paul. Okay. Um, he... Fuck. Does not seem particularly interested in going to the door. He seems uh, interested in going up to you. Oh, good. He goes up to you and he says, My boss is requesting a meeting with you, if it's all right. 
And who exactly are you? He says, my name isn't important. I'm here on behalf of Marcus Lecter. Marcus Lecter. Do I know that name at all? It actually is a little familiar. Not like, you've never met Marcus Lecter, but he is the prince of a neighboring um, neighbor, neighboring neighborhood. Um, hmm. a, a neighbor, a neighborhood prince of, a neighbor, neighbor prince of Sands. You've never met him. Um, you don't know what his deal is. You've never really been in his territory. But he says um, he is of the blood and he is an interested party. He wants me to emphasize that this out, this outreach is in good faith. He means you no harm. He just has a proposition for you. He knows the work you're doing for Miss Stokes. Well, I'm always up for a friendly conversation. Uh, my uh, colleagues will be joining me, of course. Uh, he says, that's perfectly fine. And uh, he, I imagine right about now is when Eileen's like, okay, I have to go. Please stop staring at my boobs. Me right, and exactly. my boobs have to leave. Right, exactly. The boobs and I, we are all leaving together. <laughs> all three of us. The most unsexy fisherman sweater ever. <laughs> In the middle of summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even though, even though you got the impression that Harry Lloyd is innocent, you also get the impression he's super gross. Yeah. Um, he's no gross kidding. and you don't want to be around him anymore, so. Yeah. Uh, you cool. you walk outside and you close the door, Eileen, and you turn and you see this big, well, you know, like when you see a guy in a movie and you're like, that guy's a henchman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy he is definitely, yeah, he has henchmen stamped on his forehead, basically. <laughs> and he says, this must be the friend you were waiting for. Oh, yeah. who is this? He hasn't given us his name. Uh, he said he works for uh, Marcus Lecter. And Eileen, you also know the name Marcus Lecter, but only in passing. You have never right. met him. Hmm. And what does he want? He has a proposition for you regarding your work. She kind of, like, looks at everyone else and shrugs, like, uh, okay, any information is welcome. <laughs> she doesn't have any qualms about it. He says, excellent. Uh, he's, set up, he's arranged a meeting in a nearby motel. You can come in the car with me, or you can follow behind in your own. We'll meet you there. Give us the address. Uh, Eileen's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what kind of car is it? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, it's a lot better than Paul's shitty 80s car. Hey, She's hey, like, I'm riding you. with him, bye. It's a, it's a brand new, like, 2018, like, Lexus. Like, a really nice car. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, Eileen can do whatever she wants, but we'll meet you there. And if you die on the way, I'm not saving your Charles ass. is like, I'm with, I'm gonna ride in the nice car. No offense, Paul, but your car smells like shit and blood. <laughs> It just, Paul gets into his car angrily. <laughs> Wanna, which way are Wanna you taking with you? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Paul. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a very sleek. No, no, Wanna gets in with Paul. Sorry. Oh, with Paul. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't mind the Paul... smell of shit and blood. Her clothes smell like shit and blood, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's cats. It's fine. I smell like cats. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, Charles and Eileen ride with the henchmen. And Paul and Juana follow behind in the car. And, you know, there doesn't seem to be anything duplicitous about this so far. I mean, it's a little weird, but, you know, mm. it's vamp vampires are weird, guys. Like, yeah. the, the older you get and you have reason to suspect that Marcus is pretty old, the weirder vampires become. Like, uh, age makes vampires behave very strangely. Makes sense. Uh, he takes you, indeed, to a motel. Uh, you're familiar with it. It is right on the border uh, between Sam's territory and what you know to be Marcus's territory. Uh, and he uh, open he holds the door open for you, Eileen. He does not hold mm -hmm. it open for Charles, though. Charles can get <laughs> the fuck out on his own. 
I imagine it as the like holds the door open for Eileen and then like goes to shut it in uh and Charles. It's directly yeah, in Charles' face. Exactly. Face, yeah. Past. And it's like, Ow, what the fuck? Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, he leads you to a room uh and he unlocks it with the key card and he opens it for you all to go inside. He says, I'll be standing watch if any of you need me. So Lana and Paul have made it as well. Mm-hmm. I, unless you guys unless you turned off on the turnpike suddenly and now you're in a buddy cop movie. I don't know. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> He's like, fuck it. They didn't like my car. Goodbye. <laughs> we got lo- we just got lost, actually. We're just still wandering the neighborhood. I'm like, I thought, One I thought is asking cats, how do I get onto I-95? Turn on Spring Street. No, no, not that Spring Paul Street. Paul like, no, I'm, I'm very good at patterns. I know where he went. <laughs> God. Uh, oh god and then you drive till morning and you burn to death in this car um yep, yep. <laughs> please no actually i didn't even think about it but having a convertible is a very bad idea yeah right? for a vampire it's a very very bad idea <laughs> whatever paul's doing it anyway oh god uh okay, so no, yes we pull up and we walk in we we, we weren't that far behind mm-hmm. the henchman closes the door behind you and you can hear him take his place outside to keep anyone from going at going in or perhaps to keep you from going out <laughs> oh. <laughs> happy halloween oh um my God. <laughs> uh but yes this room has been darkened uh the tv is on but it is muted and uh sitting at the shitty formica table uh, with one leg crossed over the other is a very uh, severe looking uh, black gentleman with a very nice pinstripe suit and a uh, a glossy tie. Uh, he says, welcome, kindred, please have a seat. And he gestures to the chairs across from him at the table. Eileen is like, well, yeah, exactly. Eileen's going to take a seat like I never refuse from such a fashionable gentleman. He is very fashionable. It is true. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. And actually, I'll give you like hardcore side eye. <laughs> I actually, I've decided that he's going to be Southern. He's got that Southern oh, gentility perfect. to his voice. Uh, and he says, you're, you're some of Sam's folk, aren't you? We are. Says, good lady Sam, known her for a long time. Uh, he says, we have been amicable neighbors for, must be over a century now. Uh, and he leans across the table and he says, you're hunting this new k- serial killer in our midst. Is that true? Well, we're trying to find out what we know. I suppose it's all on the table. We might as well come out to the men. Mm-hmm. Yes. He says, I want you to rest assured that I mean you no harm. And in fact, I have a vested interest in wanting you to succeed. Now, I call myself... Have you ever heard of a Dyscrasius? Uh, have we? Have uh, we? <laughs> um, actually, you might not if you're... You're still kind of newish, vampire, so there's... There's a chance you might not have. So roll. This would be intelligence plus a cult. No. no. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, you gotta stop. <laughs> She's not good at smart. She's okay? not having She's a good only day. good at fashion and. <laughs> She's good at being Kay. pretty. So I'm just gonna give this to um Paul. Paul, you, you, or maybe this is the ether speaks to you about what this. A uh, Dyscrasius is. Um, when when a vampire drinks from a mortal, depending on that mortal's general mood, like in the like there's there's a whole chapter in the core book dedicated to Dyscrasius. Um it's depending on their the mood and the general balance of the humors, which is actually a thing, just not in the way mortals thought it was. Um <laughs> drinking their blood can give you certain temporary or even permanent powers. 
like if if a if a if the person you're drinking from has particularly melancholic blood, you can get certain powers versus if you drink from them when they're super horny or whatever. Like it's mm. it, it balances and it can give you certain benefits and powers. You need to find a really depressed people. Just go to it. <laughs> like there there are different benefits to every single kind of uh, humor balance. I'm gonna go to a support group every week. <laughs> Actually, that they oh, mentioned man. the support groups as a good hunting ground for vampires. Uh, oh, let's shit. not let's not get into that. Um, yeah, let's not. That's he a lot says, to unpack. Marcus says uh, that the the technical term is called dascrasius, but I prefer to call them clots. And he says, now I am something of a sommelier of dascrasius or clots, and I happen to know from experience that the clots of a serial killer are particularly potent and particularly delectable. Mm-hmm. So, are you asking us to bring Serial Killer back to you? He says, well, if you don't have any particular other thing to do with him, I would certainly owe you a boon if you were to do this favor for me. And I've do talked... We... Yeah, I've yeah. talked to you about boons before. Yeah. Um, you know what they are a little bit out of character because you owe a boon to Sam. Uh, but from... if if So, Marcus is a prince, which makes him quite powerful, and for him yeah. to owe you a boon would be a big thing. Right? Yeah. That's, exactly. That's a really tempting offer. If you were to... assuming uh, that it's a human. Uh, no, actually, if, even if it's a vampire. Uh, you, 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 can, you can drink from vampires. Oh. And, and this vampire, if it is a vampire, that would be a violation of the masquerade. So they would be sentenced to death anyway by the Camarilla. Mm-hmm. So uh, this wouldn't be... As it was in my ass, it's not going to be breaking anything that we promised Sam. No, Sam just wants this to stop. Like, she's like, I don't care how you do it, just make it go away. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is definitely not in violation to what you promised, Sam. And he is willing to offer you a boon in exchange. Eileen's down with that. You have yourself a deal. He says, good. He says, you know, the blood of serial killers are the best. They take away all the guilt that we feel as kindred. All of the anguish from that most pleasurable activity. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> he says, bring them to me alive. I will owe you my boon. So, you've heard about the serial, serial killer, but while we're here, I mean, any information you would have would help us uh, accomplish this faster. Uh, he says, unfortunately, I know probably less than you do after your night, night of investigations. He says, and he slides you his business card and he says, if you need me, uh, here's my number. We have a nice little ambulance set up, equipped with restraints to keep any unwilling subjects at bay. Hey. Kylian is like, oh, okay, good to know. I don't really so... need to know your kinks, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I probably can't, off- I can't offer you much information about who it is, but uh, all I know is I long for a taste of their blood. Well, you can count on us. We are the best in the business. <laughs> he's just he's gonna Eileen politely like, not say anything to that <laughs> Eileen is like really really I'm, this is like our first investigation isn't it yeah, yeah pretty like, exactly she's Sam has had you do odd jobs before but this is definitely the first time a serial killer has cropped up <laughs> okay, that she wants you to take good. care of I don't I don't retract my statement I just <laughs> <laughs> he, he believes in himself harder than he should yeah, right. no. Paul, Paul believes in one thing and one thing only, and that is his ability to be the center of attention at all times, mm-hmm. so that he is competent. He's like, I am the main character. What are you talking about? So Marcus, uh, full of southern gentility, uh, he probably 
bids you a very fond farewell, and he probably even kisses the hands of Juana and Eileen to get both, because he is <laughs> yep. he is a southern gentleman, and there is he values nothing higher than politeness. Uh, and right as you are uh, heading out and, one, and talking with yourselves, like, well, that was an interesting little thing. Right. Um, right as you're doing that, uh, your cell phone rings, Paul. What is your ringtone? <laughs> what is your ringtone? I have to know. It's the X Files ringtone. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so perfect, though. <laughs> Charles hears it and he's like looking around, like, what the hell is that? And then he turns and he looks at Paul and he's like, no, Paul. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I pick up the phone. Actually, I let it. I let it play just a little bit longer, and I look Charles straight in the eye, and I I open it for you. (laughs) Hold it up to your head. I just say yes, and then I say, "This is Paul speaking," and he says, "Mr. Clooney, this is Detective Weber." I'm sorry, who? Detective Robert Weber. We spoke like five hours ago. Yeah. Do we speak to? Am I speaking I to the humans? I look. Oh, oh, the man from the bar. Yes, yes, I remember now. Oh, <laughs> sorry, it's been a. <laughs> what do you have to tell us? He says there's been another murder. No. Excellent. I'm sorry, not excellent. Um, thank you for letting us know. Where? Who is the victim? Uh, he says there is a long abandoned apartment building. He gives you the address. You know where it is. It's definitely in Sam's territory again. Um, right now, it's I've I have I've kept most of the uh, of of the police force away from it, so you shouldn't have any trouble getting inside. Uh, the body hasn't even been touched yet. Hmm. You have the address. Look, tell, get everything you need from it from the scene, and I'll be waiting on your word uh, to learn what to do. Excellent. And I hang up the phone without saying goodbye, oh <laughs> like they do in all the TV shows, even though it seems really rude. Right. Super rude. Like, as Paul's hanging up, he's like, oh, and by the click. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget about the click. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I I look at the rest of the group, and I go, there's been another murder. And Charles is like, okay, but can we please talk about how your the X-Files theme is your ringtone, Paul? We can't we can't talk really. about that. Let's go. We have to go. (laughs) It's been a murder. It's very urgent. Let's walk. What? Where were we going? Look, Mulder was right. Okay, let's get it. <laughs> oh my god. Charles is like, I hate this. Um, <laughs> all right, so you hop into Paul's shitty, uh, awful car with the with the with the eighties car phone in it, and mm-hmm. you head off uh, to this abandoned apartment complex. So this is not in the nicer end of town. This is in the shittier end of town. He direct he told you that it was on the third floor. On the third floor, this is obviously a squat. Uh, someone's been living here for quite some time. Um, there is some rudimentary scavenged furniture. Uh, there's bedding and lots of drug paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually not that far from... Um, uh, what's this? Carl's neighborhood. Carl? Carl, uh-huh. thank you. Uh, Carl's neighborhood. Um, and you actually... This might be that vagrant um, that they were talking about. Damn it. I knew we should have talked to the vagrant. Uh, well, she's dead now. Uh, she <laughs> is savage, just like the earlier victims, uh, but visibly less so. All right, what do you want to do with the scene? You're here with this corpse in this squat. 
smells like shit and drugs. Yep. Same thing before. There's not like a lot of blood around or on her. It, it's actually like... on this one. There's a lot of blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is different from the scene, uh, the photos from the scenes previously. Similarly savage, but this time a lot more blood. Interesting. Someone's getting messy. Charles says, or maybe they were caught in the act. I was thinking they might have been interrupted and they had to leave. Okay, so if there's a lot of blood, is there any tracks? Um, roll. Um, there's an investigation skill. Yes, I'm just trying to determine what the first one would be. I'd say composure, composure plus investigation. Um, two successes. So the the police haven't arrived yet, but Weber implied that he couldn't keep them away forever. So do you all want to be inside, or does someone want to be outside standing watch? Someone has stand watch. Who I wants can to do stand that? Watch with my cats. Yes, the scary. Or you can have the cat stand watch. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> also true. I can do that thing. Wait, can you? I yes. think she literally can. Yeah. Yeah. Feral feral whispers. whispers. You can control cats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's her thing. She like she has an animal thing. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I thought they were just following her. I was just around. bullshitting earlier. <laughs> yes, obviously, that's what I do. Okay, so this is this requires a rouse check. Um, yeah. So what does that mean again? A uh, roll v one. That's oh, a failure. God, so don't. you have you have gained a hunger. Your hunger is now at two. God, both of oh, you. Good. It's fine. Um, you know. But it also means that you find a, uh, as you are, you close your eyes and you activate this ability and a couple cats wander up to you. And in addition <laughs> to telling them what to do, you can also ask them questions if you want to. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do? You've got a couple of alley cats that are meowing around you and hissing at everyone else. Just you. They only <laughs> like you. Right. Oh, I'm scratching all the kitties. They um, love you so much. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to say... Uh, I'd like to ask if any of them saw anybody. Uh, yeah, they seem to think that uh, you guys just uh, arrived just as someone else was leaving. They don't know how they got out, but they heard them leave through the floorboards. Okay, but no, none of you, none of you saw saw this person at all. No, there was a big. They found a whole nest of rats, so they were super invested. Oh, in no, that. totally fair, totally <laughs> yeah. fair. I understand. What else do we want to ask my kitty cats? You can also tell them to stand watch um, yeah, and let you know if something happens. Yeah, I guess I guess that'd be a good idea. So I convinced them to, uh, yeah, take up some posts and just let me know if anything else weird happens. Okay, and, and sim- I specify weird is not like finding another. Ne- okay, so it says simple communication requires no dice pool test. Persuading an animal to perform a service requires manipulation plus animalism. Difficult depending on the task required. This is not a hard ask, so I'll put the difficulty as one. Um, so it's manipulation plus your animalism score, Wana. That's three successes. Uh, so yes, that definitely, definitely works. Uh, your kitties are like, okay, and then they scurry off to do your bidding. <laughs> and they take yeah. little places. Some of them are at the windows, one's at the front door. They've got a good perimeter. Colleen's like, y'all are creepy. And they <laughs> promise to go and let you know if they see anything. Good little kitties, and I give them all scritches before they head off. They love you very much, but they think your friends suck. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Kitties are taking watch, and you are all investigating the scene. Um, so this vagrant, um, it's a young woman, a very young woman. As you are all scoping out uh, the scene, you find a lot of unsent letters to family begging to be taken back. 
um which is yeah it's very sad but for the most part it is empty uh but paul with your i believe it was your very good role um you notice uh, some loose boards in the wall and you in fact you find a whole separate room uh behind this wall um and this looks a lot more temporary uh this has a little sleeping bag in the corner of the room uh and MREs? What are MREs? Uh, it's, oh. um... Yeah. It's a ready thick. meal. Oh. Our meals. They're called meals, meals ready to eat, and they take Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, they're yes. awful. Okay, well, you find those. Alright, well, you find those. And there's also, there is a small metal box uh, near the, uh, uh, near this, near the MR, near the shitty ready-to-eat meals. And noticing, uh, the one thing that sticks out to you paul because you've been a vampire for like 30 years now um this room is not sunproofed like there's a big window that does not have any tape over it or anything uh which tells you immediately like if this is where the murderer was staying which it looks like it was because they were spying on them through this wall Mm. uh there is no way that this murderer is a vampire this vampire would they would have to sunproof this room if they were staying here even semi-permanently okay the window is oh yeah so it's it can't be a vampire because you know okay wow window all right okay so there were no tracks it was just uh there open uh no there was there were some slidey bits in the blood like someone slipped a little bit uh but the blood on the bottom of the shoe wore off quick enough uh and there's nothing significant like there's no obvious trail of blood leading half a mile away directly to the river well are we we're vampire can't we like sense blood can we track blood is that a thing oh god nope it's unless it's in your disciplines no we're not no. we're not bloodhounds uh yeah no not me that's boring so i'm just fine. really fast that's it really fast and really hot that's all <laughs> <laughs> okay what do you guys think i don't know maybe wanna can ask cats what they think or you can ask the ether paul uh, yeah, if I, if I ask the ether, the chances are me getting even hungry and having to eat someone are pretty high. So. so yeah, at two hunger, you're like, yeah, I could eat. Like, I'll probably find a snack on the way home or something like that. Uh, okay. Three hunger is it's starting to get distracting, but you can still uh, you can still do your job and everything. Okay. And plus, there's always a chance that you fail, you pass your rouse check, and you won't have to add a hunger. So what you want what you want to do? You can roll aspects. That would certainly be fine. But you don't have to. It's up to you. No, I might as well. It's the worst that happens. So what's the thing? It's the the one. It's just a one. Uh, yeah. y- you roll V one to do a rouse check. Nope, that's Jesus. a failure. Okay. So your yeah. hunger is Never at mind. three. Well, shit. Okay, but you well. do get the vision, right? If you roll well, a I thing to, for it, I have to roll it. Yeah. So, but I have a very high. Ooh, three successes. <laughs> so with three successes, you the ether. Uh, whispers to you that uh, yeah, the murderer was definitely here and they definitely left in a hurry. This is definitely an unsolved crime scene. Like, whoever called the police uh, they definitely saw the person who called the police and they had to fucking book it. And they barely made it out with all of the incriminating information. Aside from the metal box that you have not looked at yet. But that's another thing that Ether whispers at you. Look at the metal box. It's important. Okay. The okay. other thing that Ether whispers to you is um, so that the person who called the police uh, has informed a lot of people in the neighborhood, and something's about to go down here. You don't have a lot of time. Oh God! Shit. Okay. Um, I think. No. Nope, do it I dramatically. Mean, do it dramatically. 
motherfucker. <laughs> you set this character beat up. You have to follow through. <laughs> right. You are the mall cave-in. You have to do the drama. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he's always going to do the same thing. I, I just really like the sight gesture because it's so dramatic and it looks real fake. Um, so <laughs> he does that. He waves his arms around non-convincingly. And he goes... The ether. The ether is speaking to me. Silence! Silence! Charles is like, oh, none of Lana us are talking. Gush like, <laughs> noise for the shush uh, gestures. Like, oh, 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 it's gonna get real. It's gonna get real. It's totally mocking you. <laughs> I do not notice because my eyes are closed and I'm talking to the ether. Um, I spin around in a circle and I point at the box and I go, it's telling me that we must, we must open that box and we must do it quickly. The ether speaks to me. It says that something, something bad is about to happen. The neighborhood, the neighborhood is aware and on edge. We must open this box and then we must leave. And then I collapse on the floor. Charles once Eileen again just, steps like, over, over you. Eileen yeah, exactly. <laughs> is going to go for the box. Like, okay, whatever, loser. All right, so you pull open the box and tucked away inside are two locks of hair. Uh, one of them black, one of them sandy blonde. Well, this is gross and creepy. Black and blonde. What are, do we know the um, colors of the victim's hair? Uh, you have pictures of the bodies. So yeah, uh, you like obviously you can't know for sure for sure without a DNA test, but almost certainly uh, these are these belong to Carl and Simon. Nothing else in the box. Nope, just the creepy locks of hair. Okay. What kind of psychopath takes hair? I take Ugh. the hair out of the box. Carl's like, I don't know, maybe the kind that murders people and drains them of their blood. Yeah, hmm. probably, but gross. Do oh do we see if there's any missing from the victim the um the dead one right now? Uh, it's a little too much blood. Lots lots of blood in her hair. There might be some cut off, but it would be blood soaked. Okay. Uh, as you are all you know discussing like oh god why would they keep hair? Uh, Wana, one of the kitties bumps into your leg. Yes, kitty. Yes, you know that there's a whole bunch of angry people coming. Okay, guys, we should skedaddle. <laughs> uh, what detective or both? Ether has told us to leave. We must All leave right. immediately. Then like, let's I still go. do not understand what the ether is. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul is still on the floor when he said that, so he gets up, <laughs> like brushes himself off, and says, "Honestly, honestly, Charles, you'll just never understand. Stop asking. Let's get out of here." And he's fucking like, fucking Malkavians. I swear to God. Uh, seriously. <laughs> All right, let's go then. We watch that. I want to go somewhere safe and watch. Okay. Uh, well, as you are exiting the uh, the the front door, uh, the cats, eh, well, they weren't the best warning because there's already like a group of people like, <laughs> like if this were 300 years ago, they would be wielding pitchforks and torches and chanting about witches. Um, but they are already coming toward you. Uh, this is a, once again in their neighborhood. They are very upset and they see you uh, and you guys are fleeing the scene of a murder before the police no. have showed up. We are walking calmly away from the scene of a murder. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they've already seen you. And You're the one yeah. with the detective's card and number. And um, I'd like to leave it there for tonight. There we go. <laughs> well, that's a good, like, hey, angry mob. Fuck. 
Happy October, friends. Hopefully you've enjoyed the first of two or three, maybe, at the time I'm recording this, it's not entirely clear, episodes of our spooky Halloween-themed adventures into Vampire the Masquerade. In case you're wondering, yes, once we finish Fracture, the next campaign Crit Fail Club dives into will be with Vampire the Masquerade. We're all really into the system so far, and I've already got a lot of ideas about the lore. If you want more information about the show or its players, check us out online at critfailclub.com. We also post full episodes on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash channel. To join with me and the rest of the failers, and to listen to episodes in pre-release or even live as we record our episodes, join our Discord server, bit.ly slash Discord. Happy Halloween!